Can we pray for those who are experiencing some kind of depression, heaviness of heart, suicidal thoughts, um, hopelessness, um, discouragement, or some kind of feeling of unworthiness? Um, can we just pray for them? Can we just begin to listen to you? Just begin. If you know anyone, you can always person as a battling these thoughts, thoughts of discouragement, depression, spirit of suicidal thoughts, thoughts of hopelessness. Father, we commit them into your hands, Lord. We ask for your for your spirit to encourage them. For them to be hopeful once again. For them to remember who they are in Christ and how loved they are by you, Lord. And using everyone I know as a point of contact who is going through this. Father, we speak healing upon their hearts, upon their spirits, upon their mind, their bodies, their emotions, their souls, oh Lord. The enemy will not win this battle. They will come out strong in Jesus' name. Just begin to pray for anyone you know who is battling depression at this moment, anyone you know who is discouraged or feels hopeless, anyone you know who has the spirit of heaviness weighing them down, just begin to pray for them. Begin to speak healing upon their mind, their bodies, and their emotions. Speak healing upon their souls. Speak healing upon their minds. They will not lose it. They will not be discouraged. They won't give in to suicidal thoughts. They won't give in to the thoughts of depression and hopelessness. In these times of darkness, they will be surrounded by light in Jesus' name. Begin to pray for anyone you know who is battling these things. And if you are here and you are battling these things, your, your healing is spoken upon in Jesus' name. You receive your healing this moment in Jesus' name. We declare light upon your life in Jesus' name. We declare healing upon your soul in Jesus' name. You will see the light of Christ. Christ, you will be reminded about the love of Jesus. You will not forget that God walks with you, that you are not alone. You will cast away all the evil thoughts and lies of the devil. You will not embrace his lies. You will embrace the truth in the word of God. You will be pulled towards the word of God. Angels will, so be surra will surround you to minister to you. The Lord will surround you with the right kinds of people. You will remember what the Lord has spoken upon your life in the past. You will remember the things he has done for you. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Father, we speak healing. We speak light upon the lives of anyone battling hopelessness, depression, Lord, suicidal thoughts, Lord. They will know the light of Christ. They will come into the light of Christ. They will be immersed in the light of Christ. If there is anyone in this fellowship or connected to this fellowship battling these thoughts, Lord, Oh Lord, like clouds, like rain clouds that disperse. Those clouds are dispersed this moment in Jesus' name. Their healing is certain in Jesus' name. They receive their healing, Lord. Clarity, Lord. We speak healing upon them in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. You are the miracle-working God. You are our healer, our Jehovah Rapha. Thank you, Lord, for testimonies of healing, Lord. They are healed permanently in Jesus' name. These thoughts will never return in Jesus' name. The spirits lead them this moment in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. For in the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Come on, Father, we, we ask, oh Lord, that you take control of this night, the next segments of the conversation, Bible study segments. We ask that you take control of the Spirit of God, dominate the atmosphere of wherever each and every one of us is present now. Touch our hearts and prepare our hearts for the Word of God. Father, speak to us through your Word. Give us the grace to be encouraged and the grace to encourage others. Father, we thank you. We thank you for sending us helpers in our times of needs. Thank you for sending us intercessors in our times. In those times when we need to pray, or we need people who will pray with or for us. 
we thank you, Lord, for sending us encouragers in the times when we are discouraged. And in the times when we have forgotten who we are in Christ, we thank you for surrounding us with your children who will remind us of who we are in Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And in the times when we've forgotten the great things you've done, thank you, Lord, for causing us to remember every single benefit, every single blessing you have bestowed upon us. Thank you, Father. For in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And Lord, I ask, oh Lord, that you touch my lips, that I don't speak my own words, Lord, but I speak words inspired by your Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this morning, I'm just going to quickly um, encourage anyone by the grace of God. Anyone who is has been feeling some kind of has been feeling discouraged, has been entertaining suicidal thoughts. I've had to counsel two people this week, two believers this week, and I know that it's an attack from the devil. In the space of three days, I've had to counsel two, two believers, so I know that the devil is at work. The enemy is at work. It, it's not just one believer he attacks, he likes to attack the body of Christ. So, I'm here to encourage you. I'm going to encourage one another with the word of God. And I want to tell you that if you are here present and you've been battling this, you've been battling these thoughts, I think you should surround yourself with lights. Because the spirit of heaviness is real and it thrives in darkness. It thrives in darkness. So what the devil tries to do is isolate you. He first starts to attack your mind and your heart, and he will isolate you first. So he can totally consume you. He wants to surround you. He wants to immerse you in darkness. But when you surround yourself with light, you will heal faster. It doesn't mean that the thoughts will not leave because the devil sometimes will keep on attacking you. But you will receive strength to fight. And you will be fighting in the you'll be fighting with the right tools and in the right way. Most of the time, you think it's just an emotional thing. You don't understand. Or you think it's, an, it's a medical thing. There are many people who have taken drugs for depression and anxiety, but haven't been healed. They've been cured for a while, but healing hasn't come upon them. Why? The great healer is not involved. Most of these things we battle are very spiritual. The Bible says we war not against flesh and blood. Most times you think it's a flesh and blood battle. It's not flesh and blood. It's deeply spiritual because the, the end goal is your soul. If the devil can convince you that there's nothing to hope for in life and it takes away your life by causing you to kill yourself, then he can take your soul and he has won the battle. So when you understand how deeply spiritual these things are, you fight right. Even when you go for therapy, and you seek the help of counselors, you understand that it's also important that you fight the spiritual angle of this battle. You need to fight. And one of the ways to start that battle is to surround yourself with light. Because most of the time, when you are in this state, you, are, you feel weak. You don't have the strength to pray. You don't even want to worship. Sometimes people tell you, play Christian music and you're not even in the mood and you have no desire to listen to music. You just want absolute silence. And that's the devil convincing you to be in that state. Don't listen to him. Hebrews chapter 10. Open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 26. Hebrews 10, 24 to 26. Hebrews 10, 24 to 26. The Bible says, I'm reading the AMPC version. Please, someone, can you help me send this version and this scripture? I'm reading 24 to 26. Send it to both groups. To both groups, to anyone, please help me. 
the WhatsApp and the Telegram group. Hebrews 10, 24 to 26, the AMPC version. That's the Amplified Bible Classic Edition. Let us consider and give attention, continuous care to watching over one another, studying how we may stir up stimulate and insight to love and helpful deeds and noble activities not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers as in the habit of some people but admonition warning urging and encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching For if we go on deliberately and willingly sinning, after once acquiring the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice left to atone for our sins, no further offering to, to which to look forward. I'm going to concentrate on the 25. And if you see in parentheses, it talks about encouraging one another. Most times we don't understand the power of the gathering of the saints. We just quickly overlook it. Most times we think that going to church is just for um, maybe church attendance to, to let people know that you've been to church or to make yourself feel good that you've been to church. Not understanding that you need encouragement. The times are hard. Times are hard. It's very easy to be for your spirit to be dampened by everything that is going on. There's so many, so many things that are going on. First, people were frustrated about COVID. Now, you, on the news, let me tell you the truth. You have to hear about the COVID. You hear about one thing or the other. One wahala in the nation, one problem, one trouble here or there or in the world. So it's from one level of fear to another. That's what the devil, the devil thrives on. If you understand that fear is a tool of the enemy, you will know how to fight. Is a tool of the enemy, and most of the time, most of the times, because he's the spirit, he's the prince of the air. He uses media a lot, so you just wonder why, after said you watch certain things, you feel so depressed and unhappy. Who do you think is controlling it? So you must know how to fight. You must know how to fight. You must know that hard times. This you've not even seen the worst of it. Hard times are coming. So what do you do? You prepare. Prepare for warfare. And as you're preparing for warfare, prepare for others. Hold the hands of other people. Hold the hands of other people because it's going to get tougher. So what does that mean? You need to prepare for battle. You can't be aware of what is coming. And then you say, oh no, I'm not going to prepare. You have to prepare. And as you're preparing, build spiritual strength so you can help other people jesus knew what was coming um what was going to happen to peter that he was going to deny him three times and jesus prayed for him and one of the reasons that if you if you if you study that scripture jesus said after you have gotten up help others why he knew that the testing was coming for each and every one of them so if this one doesn't fall even when he's tested if he, if he, even if he fails the test, if he doesn't completely fall, he can lift up the hand, lift up the others when they fall. So you are not just strong for yourself, for those around you, your family. Can you imagine your family making crazy decisions that will affect your future? If you don't pray for them, they can pull you down. So you better start to pray. And if someone contacts you and tell them, tells you that. They don't know how they are feeling. They feel so depressed. They can't pray. Pray with them and pray for them. Don't selfishly say everybody's. I mean, these hard times. Not everyone they feel. Are you? are not the only one feeling this distance. Even me. No, help them up. Because at that point, you may be able to pray for yourself, but they can't pray for themselves. 
They can't. They can't. Can you imagine someone tied to a tree? And the person has been struggling or cannot loosen that rope. It takes another person to loosen that rope, right? That's how it is sometimes. You will need other people to pray for and pray with you. So when people contact you and tell you pray for them, pray. If they don't give you a reason, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray for your spiritual leaders also. Many of you think that because they pray for you, 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 you shouldn't pray for them. But don't you know that when the devil wants to attack, do you know that he comes for the head first? Because if you can chop off the head, then you can attack the body. Pray for your pastors. Pray for your pastors. I remember one of my pastors saying a few Sundays ago, saying that people often buy him. There's something he likes, so he, people buy him that thing. But he doesn't remember when last someone got him clothing. So he's been wearing clothes for years. I think he said like 13 years. There's some things he has been wearing for years. Because no one really pays attention. And you see the truth. The truth of the matter is, if, if you pray for your pastor, the Lord will tell you what your pastor needs. You can put it in your heart because you are willing and available. But most of the times, you don't pray for our spiritual leaders. So, your spiritual leaders may be going through stuff and you will never. And it's very, very, very easy for one to judge the spiritual leaders. Really, you see the scandal. How can this person do this? And this person says he's a man of God. Were you interceding for the person? Before you start to throw stones, make sure that you invested in that person spiritually. Because truly, if you were praying for that person, it, will, it may have been revealed to you. So start to pray for the body of Christ. Pray for your fellow believers that you know are going through things. Pray for them. Pray for them. That same scripture, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 26. The Bible says, the contemporary English version, I'm reading this version now. We should keep on encouraging each other to be thoughtful and to do helpful things. Some people have gotten out of the habit of meeting for worship. But we must not do that. We should keep on encouraging each other, especially since you know that the day of the Lord is come, of the Lord's coming is getting closer. Haven't you noticed that when we gather for communion session, sometimes when your, your heart is so heavy and you just feel discouraged, you leave with some form of encouragement. The Spirit of the Lord will minister to you. That's the power of the gathering of the saints. So once the devil can take you out of the gathering of the saints, he can pounce on you. So if you know anyone going through such, any believer going through that kind of feeling, encourage them to be surrounded by lights. Go and visit them. Because sometimes it takes you bringing them into the gathering for them to return. As you pray for them, continue to show them love. That's not the time to judge them. No, help them out. Help them out. Because what the devil is doing is pulling them into a pit so he can slaughter them. When you understand how intentional the devil is about destruction, you won't joke about people here staying missing, especially your fellow brethren. Help them out. He wants to destroy them. It's not a matter of feelings. He wants to completely destroy them. And one way, one way, the door, the, the portal was open and he came in. So you pray. Pray for them and help them. Don't neglect a wounded brother or sister. Help them up. They need it. Even when they are not responding, be the one that doesn't give up. Because people are very quick to, um, to give up on other people. Be the one that doesn't give up. Keep knocking on the door. 
even if they don't open, continue to knock. One day they will open. When they see how consistent you are and how persistent your love is, one day they will open that door. Love is a very powerful tool. We often underestimate the power of love. We often underestimate it. Show up for them. Even when they don't read the scriptures, you are sending them. Keep sending them. Like a believer that we lost last year. I remember talking about him and him joining one of our prayer sessions in the fellowship. He's gone to be with the Lord. He died last year. I didn't even know when he died. It was much later before not he died. When he was introduced to me, he was deeply depressed. Even I think even at the point of his death, it's possible that he was still battling depression. And he had lost, totally lost faith in God. And I started to counsel him. And I told him to start to read the scriptures. He said he doesn't believe it. But I said it doesn't matter. Read it until you start to believe it. And I told him to put a scripture on his door as he's going out. Read that scripture. When you're coming back in, read that scripture. He said, but he, what, if, what if he's reading it and he's not believing? I said, read until you believe. Because I believe in the power of the word of God. There's a spirit that inspired that writing. That spirit will do the work. That spirit will do the work. So don't neglect the power of God's word. Don't think it's by, ah, the person, ah, the person, the person cuts Rema. That's when you think that it has worked. Mm. Remember that the Holy Spirit is his spirit. And he helps us with spiritual battles. So even when you've not seen the fruits yet, he's doing some eternal work in that person. Eternal work. But keep pushing the word of God. Keep encouraging. Keep showing up for that person. Keep showing up. Keep praying. Keep praying. The first thing the devil attacks is your identity. So when you're in that situation, he wants you to feel like you're worthless. Like you're powerless. He will bring you down to your to his level. Or even lower. So you feel like you don't have any power. You stop having a desire to leave. It's an attack. Like I told one of our loved ones, our um, sisters, a few days ago, I said, this guy, Satan has been stealing so much from you. He has been stealing your joy. There are stolen times when you should laugh, your moments of laughter. Do you know what it means for a thief to just come and keep stealing from you? He has stolen your joy. The moments of laughter, those times that God has blessed that you're supposed to laugh, he has stolen it from you. The friendships you will have built, he has stolen it from you. Those occasions you're supposed to go, go for, he has stolen it from you. Stolen so much. And now he wants to steal your soul. You can't give up. Don't let him win. Don't let him win. And if you're here listening to me, I'm talking to you. Don't let him win. Don't let him win. Don't let him win. See, the devil attacks things of value. Haven't you noticed that his own children, the people that are just doing evil, he just allows them. You see them, they'll be naked, having orgies, going to grow up, doing all the nonsense, drinking. He allows them. There's nothing to attack. But you see things of value, he attacks. Why do you think that genocide was ordered in the times of Moses? Jesus was a baby, the same thing. He attacks things of value. When he says that there's a, there's, there's a peculiar assignment upon your life, he's going to attack you. He's going to attack you before you reach the throne. Joseph had every reason to be depressed. The people you call family. Like, those, that's, the set, that's a group of persons you should trust in life. They are the ones that betrayed you and sold you as a slave. They didn't just 
threw you in the bush. They sold you as a slave. Your own brothers. Not just one brother. Your brothers gathered. And sold you out as a slave. They didn't want you amongst them anymore. The ones who you, whom you should belong to. The ones whom you should call family. Didn't want you anymore. They sold you as out as a slave, not caring where you were going. If they even sold him out and said, okay, we are sell selling him to the house of, um, to Potiphar, that's different. They didn't care where this guy would land. They didn't care who was going to buy him. That's the height of hatred that you don't even want to trace back to where the person will be. That's the height of hatred. Where your loved ones, they look at you and they see no value in you. So they sell you out as a slave. To not even the highest bidder, the available bidder. Just take him. Not caring who bought him. This guy had every reason to be depressed. He had every reason to abandon his faith and forget God. Is it not the same person that God showed a vision of his future? The same boy that was loved by his father and then he was sold by his brothers. Started to serve as a slave. Do you know what it means to be a slave? You are no longer your own. If your master says you're not going to sleep for the next seven days, you don't get to sleep. You'll be whipped. You'll be treated like trash. But you see, God's hand was upon Joseph and he found favor in the eyes of Potiphar. And even though he was a slave, Potiphar understood that God was with this one. So he was favored. As if that was not bad enough. Like our Nigerian brothers and sisters will say, his bread, they don't butter the bread finish. Okay, you call me a slave. I don't say I'll be slave. And I'm a slave. Thank you. Now God has buttered my bread, giving me a master that loves me, that understands that God is with me. Let my story just remain like that. No, it didn't remain. He was accused of rape. His own side was not heard. Do you know what it means to live with that kind of accusation? That you touch the master's wife? How? He didn't do it, but he was accused. You know how it is? Remember when you were small, when people like tell lies about against you and they say, ah, because he did this thing. And you say, I didn't do it. You remember how you used to cry? Eh? I remember I could cry, eh? eh? If you just lie like this, oh my goodness, like waterfall is pouring down from my face. I will cry. I will weep with all my might. Imagine being accused of this kind of crime. I didn't do it. And it's not the kind of crime that they will just flog you and tell you to leave. He was thrown in prison because of that. A crime he did not do. He had every right to be downcast and be depressed. Then he now helped certain people and they forgot him. Again, he still found favor there, but you see, it was almost like he was going from one season of darkness to another. You see, if he had given up, he would never have experienced the palace. So if you give up now, you will not, never experience the palace. Sometimes life takes you through seasons of rainfall, thunderstorms from one season. It seems like it will not end, but that's not the truth. It's the Lord has told us I have overcome the world. Our victory is in him. And truly there's light at the end of that tunnel. But if you give up just because it seems dark, you will never see the end. If Joseph if Joseph had given up, 
if Joseph had given up because of all he was going through, he would never, never have gotten to the palace. So my encouragement for you this morning, my encouragement is this, don't give up. It's too soon to give up. It's too early. It's too early to give up. Let's look at the man Moses. Moses grew up in a palace in Pharaoh's house. I'm surrounded by luxury, finest educators, everything. But he really didn't belong there and then he found out. And when he was trying to play the role that he believed he was created for, my guy went to go and kill, kill the people that sheltered him, an Egyptian. Thinking that his people were applauding, they were the ones that went to go by him. They blew it up. Something that he felt was concealed, a crime. And then he ran. Because there was a penalty for that crime. This guy was a fugitive. One would say, but this is God's own child. This is God's, this is this guy was created by God. This is God's chosen, God chosen um, leader. The guy refused to face the penalty of the crime. What would you say about someone like that? Cowardly, he ran. Ran into the wilderness. But you see, no matter the season that you are in, if the favor of the Lord is upon you, you will see the sun shine even in the midst of the rain clouds. He should have been alone in the wilderness, but God didn't stop there. He gave him a family. He gave him a family. Because the wilderness is a very lonely place. For you see, for 40 years in that wilderness, God made sure that he was not alone. The favor of the Lord was still upon him. And God gave him a family. He married a wife and helped his father-in-law. Because when God called him, he was taking care of his father-in-law's sheep and goats. He was taking care of the flock. And one will say, ah, so imagine it in that season, Moses, in that, that 40 years is a long time. So many people in the fellowship are not even up to 40. 40 years is a long time to be in the wilderness. Honestly speaking, is a very long time. Can you wait for 40 years? It's a very long time. Imagine if he had given up and allowed the situation conquer him. He would never have been the greatest leader ever. Moses was a great leader. In his time, he was a great leader. Do you know what it means to lead stubborn people? Thousands and thousands of them with their children. These people were stubborn. They were God's people, but they were stubborn. In your church, if you're a unit leader and you're leading 50 people, the way you used to complain, eh, it's like they want to kill you. This man led people that did not trust God. They had a God that they did not trust. And he was leading them out of Egypt into the wilderness. You don't even understand. You know, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Don't be too quick to give up. In this journey, there are times when your spirit is going to be dampened. I've been leading the fellowship for four years now. The fellowship is four, has entered its fourth year. This month. 
And I must tell you, there are times when I've been discouraged. So many times. There are even times when the devil has whispered, end it. He has tried to tempt me. He has suggested many times to do this, do that. It is your own decision to embrace his lies or to embrace the truth of the word of God. You need to fight. Don't be too quick to give up. Else you will never ever see the palace. All that you are going through is part of your testimony. You can't give up now. It's part, this is part of your testimony. For those battling grief, it's all part of your testimony. In the midst of grief, you still served God. In the midst of a broken marriage, you were still consistent in faith. Even in the loss of a child, you still remember your home or the lack of a child. You were still consistent in faith. You still persevered. This is all part of your story. Right now, we read the stories of those, the great women and men of faith in the Bible. And we are like, wow, don't you know one day you will tell your own story? If you end it now, how would your story encourage someone else in the future? If you give up too soon, how would your story boost the fate of someone else? It won't. You have people watching you. You can't afford to give up now. You can't. Let God be your God and show you who he is. In this situation, let him be your God. Let him be your God. Let God show you his ultimate power, his sovereignty. Let him be your God. Let him be your God. We're going to end with how many scriptures? Three scriptures. Please open your Bibles to let's start from Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. I think you're the one that was posting the scriptures. Please continue helping me. God bless you. Matthew chapter 5. I'll be reading from verse 1 to 11. Matthew 5. Verse 1 to 11. Please open your Bible so you see the word of God. When Jesus saw the crowds... He went up on the side of a mountain and sat down. Jesus' disciples gathered around him. I'm reading the contemporary English version. Jesus' disciples gathered around him and taught them. God blesses those people who depend only on him. They belong to the kingdom of heaven. God blesses those people who grieve. They will find comfort. God blesses those people who are humble. The earth will belong to them. God blesses those people who want to obey him more than to eat or drink. They will be given what they want. God blesses those people who are merciful. They will be treated with mercy. God blesses those people whose hearts are pure. They will see him. God blesses those people who make peace. They will be called his children. God blesses those people who are treated badly. For doing right, they belong to the kingdom of heaven. <coughs> Verse 11. Please take note of this for those battling persecution in the body of Christ or even outside the body of Christ. God will bless you when people insult you, mistreat you, and tell all kinds of evil lies about you because of me. I hope this, for someone going through some form of persecution or accusation. I hope this comforts you. I hope it encourages you this word. It's the word of God. Jane has been going off and on. Someone should please help me share that scripture on the group. 
I hope this scripture encourages you. We're going to read two other Psalms and then we'll end the session. The first Psalm is in Psalm 31. Please open Psalm 31. I pray that the word of God will bring in it to your soul in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 31. The Bible says, the contemporary version, a psalm by David for the music leader, a prayer for protection. I come to you, Lord, for protection. Don't let me be ashamed. Do as you have promised and rescue me. Listen to my prayer and hurry to save me. Be my mighty rock and the fortress where I am safe. You, Lord God, are my mighty rock and my fortress. Lead me and guide me so that your name will be honored. Protect me from hidden traps and keep me safe. You are faithful and I trust you because you rescued me. I hate the worshippers of worthless idols, but I trust you, Lord. I celebrate and shout because you are kind. You saw all my suffering and you cared for me. You kept me from the hands of my enemies and you set me free. Have pity, Lord. I am hurting and almost blind. My body, my whole body aches. I have known only sorrow all my life long and I suffer year after year. I am weak from sin and my bones are limp. My enemies insult me. Neighbors are even worse and I disgust my friends. People meet me on the streets and they turn and run. I am completely forgotten like someone dead. I am merely a broken dish. I hear the crowd whisper, everyone is afraid. They are plotting and scheming to murder me. But I trust you, Lord, and I claim you as my God. My life is in your hands. Save me from enemies who hunt me down. Smile on me, your servant. Have pity and rescue me. I pray only to you. Don't disappoint me. Disappoint my cruel enemies until they lie silent in their grave. In their graves. Silence those proud liars. Make them stop bragging and insulting your people. You are wonderful and while everyone watches, you store blessings for all who honor and trust you. You are their shelter from harmful plots and you are their protection from vicious gossip. I will praise you, Lord, for showing great kindness when I was like a city under attack. I was terrified and taught. They've chased me far away from you. But you answered my prayer when I shouted for help. All who belong to the Lord show how you love him. The Lord protects the faithful, but he severely punishes those who are who, everyone who is proud. All who trust the Lord, be cheerful and strong. This is the word of God. Praise God. Now open your Bibles. We'll end with the scripture. Open your Bibles to Psalm 42. Psalm 42. I'll be reading the easy to read version. Psalm 42. From verse 1 to 11. We'll round up with the scripture. Psalm 42. Like a deer drinking from a stream, I reached, I reach out to you, my God. My soul thirsts for the living God. When can I go and go to meet with him? When can I go to meet with him? Instead of food, I, I have only tears day and night as my enemies laugh at me and say, Where is your God? My heart breaks as I remember the pleasant times in the past. When I walked with the crowds as I led them to God's temple, I remember the happy songs of praise as I celebrated the festival. Why am I so sad? Why am I so upset? I tell myself, wait for God's help. You will again be able to praise him, your God, the one who will save you. In my sadness, I say, I will remember you from here on this small hill where Mount Hermon and the Jordan River meet. I hear the roar of the water coming from deep within the earth. It shouts to the water below as it tumbles down the waterfall. God, your waves come one 
after another, crashing all over, crashing all around and over me. By day, the Lord shows his faithful love. And at night, I have a song for him. A prayer for the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I suffer the sadness that my enemies have brought me? Their constant insults are killing me. They never stop asking, where, where is your God? Why am I so sad? Why am I so upset? I tell myself, wait for God's help. You will again be able to praise him. Your God, the one who will save you. This verse 11, please hold it dear to your heart. If, you if you've been sad or discouraged, I'm reading the, sorry, I'm reading the easy to read version. That's what I'm reading. ERV. Why am I so sad? Why am I so upset? I tell myself, wait for God's help. You need to talk to yourself, dear brothers and sisters. You need to talk to yourself. You need to talk to yourself. You need to start confessing over your life. When the devil tells you you are worthless, you, say, you need to go to the word of God. Go and look for scriptures that point at you, your value and identity in Christ. You can't accept his lies. If you keep if you keep quiet, most times what happens is that when you start to feel that way, you are more quiet. You don't talk much most times. Why? You are listening to something. And yet most times it's not the voice of God you are listening to. You are listening to the devil. So you spend more time listening to him in your silence. Interrupt that silence with the word of God. You have to fight. If anyone is here, anyone here is battling thoughts of depression, discouragement, hopelessness, discouragement, hopelessness, loss of self-worth. Or maybe you look at yourself in the mirror and you feel ugly. You need to start speaking to yourself. And you need to start confessing God's word over you. Because you have a broken relationship does not mean that your life is over. You are what more than that relationship. Because you can't have a child now does not mean that you have no value. The child doesn't define your words. It's God that defines your value. He created you. So those things are pluses, but they don't define who you are. Your definition comes from Christ. And that's who you should be listening to. Shut down the lives of the enemy. He's a liar. He's an absolute liar. Nothing true comes from his mouth. Matter of fact, the only time I've heard something close, I've seen something in the word of God close to the truth from the mouth of the enemy was he was using it against Jesus. He quoted the scriptures, which is truth in itself, but he was using it the wrong. So he's a liar. You can see that he manipulates things. He makes you seem like you are not worthy. You are worthless. You are hopeless. You are depressed. Your life is finished. He's a lie. That's just a season. You can't judge your whole life based on a season you're going through. That's too much. It's just like someone saying, ah, this one is raining. So this is how the world is. But that's not the truth. Seasons come, seasons go. The rain will definitely stop. And when you understand that because it's raining where you are, it doesn't mean that that rain cloud is over where your cousin is in the other part of the world. It's just over you right now. It will pass. Rain clouds drift. If you've ever, if you've been in a plane and you see rain clouds, you can see that rain clouds only concentrate in a particular region. Because it's raining in America does not mean it's raining in, in South Africa. So that means that it's not the reality. It's just what is happening then. Don't let the devil deceive you. He's a liar. You need to understand that you are not fighting an emotional battle. You are fighting a deeply spiritual battle. You may take pills. They may help to cure you for that instance. And anxiety pills and cold. They may help to cure you, but they can't heal you. Why? The person who designed the pill is not the one who created you. The only one who can fix a broken product is the manufacturer. Go back to your creator and ask him for total healing. He designed you and he created you. He can fix you. Other methods just put a tape over that brokenness. There's no 
totally healed. Go back to God. Surround yourself with light. You need believers. And if you know anyone going through this, please help them. If they refuse to step out, keep knocking on that door until they follow you into the house of God or into gatherings where believers are. They must be surrounded by light. You need believers. This is not the time to look for people who will pity you or who want to hear your story and say, oh, no, this is the time to fight because the devil's end goal, his end game is your soul. One moment, you think it's just emotional and then one day you wake up and he tells you, end it. He says it a lot. Don't listen to him, he's a liar. I do pray that this word encourages you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will help you. I pray that the Lord's power, Abba's power, the power of Yahweh will come upon you and heal your broken hearts. I pray that he will heal your mind, your body, your soul, that your emotions will, be, will come under the control and dominance of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you manage your emotions. I pray that this sermon will help someone it will help pull them out of the pits. And then they start to see themselves for who they really are, not who the devil tells them they are, who you are in Christ. I, I pray that you always, 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 always remember how much God loves you. God gave you his son. That's a big deal. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you. And you see, God wants to spend eternity with you. But you can't do it the world's way. You have to do it his way. So trust God. Don't lean on your own understanding or your experiences or what has happened in your past. Lean on the word of God and trust him as the, as the Holy Spirit leads you. Have a blessed day, everyone. God loves you so much. Please don't forget to pray for other believers. Even believers in Ukraine and Russia, believers in your communities, your nations, your family, pray for people, intercede. Sometimes when you're not doing anything, just sit down. Even when you're busy, you can be praying while you're doing what you're doing. Pray. It's not always about you. Pray, pray for those around you because true, truly, if the devil wants to bring you down, it's going to cause chaos around you. Most times you attack the things that surround you to distract you so he can hit you hard. So you need to pray. Pray. Don't stop praying. God loves you so much. Don't forget to lead the soul to Christ today. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye-bye.